Welcome to Cattails, episode three. I want to thank Motif Music for my my podcast music. I love it. Thanks, Antoine Ball. I've been wanting to use that audience forever. <laughs> so th- thanks again, Antoine, for allowing me to do that. I appreciate the music. It's great, and it's going great with my podcast. So I was had planned to do an interview with this podcast for Podcast 3, but it um, turns out that um, even when you're doing your own podcast and doing your own scheduling and doing everything yourself, it's not so easy to get a, an interview scheduled. And this one's a little difficult anyway. So today, I'm going to take this opportunity to talk to you about reality. According to Merriam-Webster, reality is the quality or state of being real. So if reality is what's real, why don't we all see the same thing? Why is your reality just a little bit different than mine? Or is it? To me, everyone should see the same thing. If it's what's real... It's real. But that brings to mind things like, what's the reality of a homeless person? They have no home. They have no bed. They have no clothes. Just what's on their back. They have no safety. They have no security. There's nothing but lack around them. They have to watch their back no matter what they do. They've got no place to call home. And let's switch that over to someone who's maybe, let's say, middle class. Maybe things aren't always peachy and wonderful and you don't get everything you want. But reality is, you've always got a roof over your head. You've got food to eat. You may not like it. And you've probably got a job and you've got a car and you've got a way to survive. And probably you're doing a little more than just surviving. And then let's take the reality of somebody who is completely wealthy They never worry for anything. If they want it, they get it. They never worry about the roof over their head, whether they'll have a vehicle to drive, whether they'll have a job, or whether they'll have money to buy food, to do what they need to do. So how can we say that reality is what's real? When those three very people, what's real in their life is very different. I believe that really reality is our perception and the beliefs and, and what we're surrounded with sometimes. As a leader, I'm always told, be careful with the people on your team. Their perception is their reality. Well, isn't that true for all of us? Perceptions come from our beliefs, and our beliefs come from when we're ages zero to six. We're not really that discerning at age zero. So what we decide is real and what we think is true about reality, it may not be. The things that we've decided and that we've created as a reality, as a rule, as a belief in our life, may be based on some bad information. I know as a little girl once, I was walking beside my dad as he carried my little sister, who's a year and three days younger than me. Best friend for life, almost Irish twins. But he was carrying her and I was walking and the wind was really blowing that day. And as the wind blew in my face, I caught my breath 
And being a small child, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was not going to get any more air. I didn't know it was just a temporary thing. But in that moment, I thought, why is Paula being carried and I'm walking? Am I not as valuable to my family as she is? And it was some years later when I realized that memory came to me. And I realized perhaps that was why sometimes I didn't feel valuable or maybe like not as valuable as the rest of the people in my family. I can assure you that that was not anything that my parents had ever taught me. My mom and my dad made sure that all of my siblings and I knew that we were valuable. I'm one of four girls, and I have a brother. And they never once told us that we were not valuable or ever treated us like we were not valued in this world. So I know as an adult now that somewhere that little feeling of being not valuable was not something I was taught, but it was a misconception of the data that came into me. And I anchored upon that information. It didn't make it real, but it kind of made a reality for me. So did you know that your beliefs can actually cause you to see things or not to see things, the brain will filter out all the items that you're pulling in visually because there's so many, it can't process everything. It filters out things based on the beliefs that you have. So when you sit there and talk about your reality, <laughs> now you're going to kind of question. It's like, well, maybe it's real. <laughs> maybe my brain made it up. And But the brain will help us with that. And even times... When we see things that are not right or we can't put them together, they say that our brain will give us a story to go with it so that we can make it right somehow in our mind so that it makes sense to us. And those are all survival-type mechanisms, so they're not a bad thing. But knowing this thing and getting this knowledge is good for us. Have you ever been in a fight with someone and you just knew you were right? You're like, ah, I was just reading this stuff last week. I know this is right. And you argue with them and you'd argue with them. And no matter what they would say to you, they couldn't convince you that you were wrong. And maybe a week later, you're looking through something and you realize you were on the wrong side of that argument. <laughs> you were fighting and scrapping for something that was not right. And then your brain's going, how could I have been so wrong? How, how could I have thought that was right when, when I'm so clearly wrong? Once you get it in your head, you're right about something or your belief about something, it's going to be hard to get it out. Growing up, um, I, like I said, I had three sisters and one brother. I, I, my brother was born a little later than, the, than us four girls. We were all born a year apart. And as we grew up, we were not allowed to have candy or soda or sugar or just, you know, any kind of dessert without asking permission. I think we get soft drinks maybe once a week uh, on Sundays. We love that day. I'm not saying we didn't sneak it because we did. But when I got into high school, I started going to other people's homes. We, we, were, um, we were to quench our thirst with water, Kool-Aid, and tea. Nothing wrong with that. And... Our tea was probably sweet. <laughs> you know, we were from Kentucky. But 
I went to my friend's house in high school, and she asked me, did I want a Coke? And I was like, uh, yeah, I do. So I waited for her to ask her mom, and she just grabbed it out of the refrigerator. I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to drink this Coke, and her mom's going to come in here and get in trouble. And I asked her. I felt kind of foolish when she answered. I was like, can you just do that? Yeah, we get Cokes all the time. So based on my upbringing, that was a rule. That was a belief. That was you didn't you didn't just get things like that. And maybe when you've got a bigger family, you restricted a little bit. I don't know. My brother didn't have those same rules because, like I said, he was born after us, so his rules were just a little bit different. Not necessarily bad, but you know, we all get we all get a little easier as we get older sometimes. But those beliefs that we couldn't have those things did not carry over to my friend's house. Even in high school, I didn't just go get a Coke. I mean, I could get one when I was out because I bought it with my own money. But even in high school, I, real, I finally started realizing that my beliefs and the things that I had been taught were not necessarily a reality in every household. So our perceptions and our beliefs, they control what we believe to be reality. And at that point, I had a new thought about what reality was. The other day, and I tell these stories about myself because um, they help me to get my points across about some things. And I also like to talk about where my thinking is flawed and where I'm working to improve. So the other day, I had a friend ask me a question. It was just a question. Somehow in my brain, I got into my mind that it was an accusation. They were after something else, a different, a different answer or some information that they were going to use against me somehow. I mean, mind you, this is my friend, right? A person that likes me and a person that I like. So it was my belief that it was something more than just a question. I got defensive. I was defensive because I thought they were after something else. I blame them for me being defensive because they ask the question the way they ask it. I don't know if they were after anything else. I don't know if they were trying to set me up. <laughs> Why they would, I don't know. But that's how I felt, and so that's how I answered. And because I got defensive and because I didn't see my friend for what I believed my friend to be, I saw my friend for what I thought they were trying to do to me based on my belief. We ended up being upset with one another. I tried to examine that after it happened. And at first I was very upset, wanting to tell everybody how bad it was for me. But I didn't. I didn't want to relive it. But... I realized maybe I didn't handle it so well. And here's what I wish I had done. I wish that I had no reaction. I wish I had just answered the question. Regardless of their agenda or lack of agenda, regardless of what they were trying to do or not trying to do, I should have just answered the question. No reaction, no emotion, no defense. It was just a question even if it was an accusation, even if it was going to turn into something else, 
had I tempered my reaction if I had treated it like just a question from a beloved friend? There would have been no upset at all. And in my mind, when it first happened, I wanted to blame it on them. But in truth, I can only control my own reactions and I can only stop myself from doing something stupid. And I didn't do that. I hope to carry that forward with me. I hope to always remember when I'm dealing with people that love me and that I love them, that I will always give them the benefit of the doubt. I would like for that to become a belief of mine. I really believe that we can change our beliefs. And if we can change our beliefs, we can change the situations around us. We can change our reality along with our beliefs, along with our perceptions. And as we do it with our own lives, we can help change other people. We can help them change their, their beliefs and their perceptions. We all know people that are a, a glass half empty. And we want to call them a pessimist, but is that true? Is it really a, that they're, they're just negative about everything? Or is it a belief? How were they raised? Was their childhood one that was lacking? Maybe they were poor. Or maybe they were, had strict parents. So when that person that's a glass half empty, when they go to a buffet, they never focus on what's there in front of them if there's all kinds of food. They focus on the one tray that's almost empty. Ah, oh, why does everybody got to eat all the macaroni and cheese? They know I love macaroni and cheese. They never have macaroni and cheese. It's always almost gone. That's a half empty. But it's just a belief, right? You get a person who's a glass half full because their belief is, eh, there's always going to be enough. They had a different life. They had a different belief. They go to the buffet, and they don't even notice this macaroni and cheese is low. They just see all the other food around them. Yes, there's abundance. Everything is just about full. And I can have some of it. It is their reality, and it is based on their beliefs. I think in our family we have all kinds of different beliefs that we have. I know um, there's people out there that really want to get rich or at least become well-to-do and not have to worry about money. And somewhere in the back of their brain they have been taught that money is the root of all evil. And if you think about that, if I start getting money and I believe that it's the root of all evil, what happens? Well, maybe I give it all away or maybe I spend it because if I have money... Maybe I'm evil too. Or only dishonest people are wealthy. People who are wealthy cheat others so they can get ahead. We've, hear, we've all heard these things. And somewhere in the back of our minds, maybe we use them just to feel better about not being rich ourselves. I don't know. But somewhere in the back of our mind, we believe those. And when we believe those and then try to make money and to do better... We wonder why it seems like everything's against us. Nothing is against us but our belief. There are good people out there that have money. There are good rich people that donate money every day. Start focusing those, start focusing on those type of things. We believe that all salespeople are bad. 
But what if you get a salesperson that bought a product and it changed their life? And they began selling this product. And from their heart, they sold this product just like they did for themselves, knowing it would make your life better. You take the product home and it doesn't make your life amazing. Do you still say, you know what, that was a good salesperson and I think they truly believed it? Or do I say, that evil person, they tricked me into buying something? Probably based on your belief, right? And can't we change that in that moment? Instead of deciding that that person was bad, maybe they were just a good person that made a mistake and I wasn't the right customer for them. We all do the same thing on the road. I myself get a little frustrated. I wouldn't go so far as to say road rage, but I do talk to several drivers in front of me, and I tell them what I think about them. They never answer. They don't hear me. People cut me off. I'm so frustrated. First of all, you're thanking God immediately that, it didn't, that you didn't get an accident, and then you're angry. And then you go to work and you tell everybody about the person that cut you off and almost caused you to be in an accident. You got to relive it too. That makes it better. But did that person really want to crash their car into yours? Probably not. I mean, there might be some people out there that do. I doubt most people do. Having a fender bender or even an accident of any kind is just not on anybody's agenda of a fun day. We got to know this in our heart. Someone driving slow in front of you has no idea that you're running 10 minutes late for a doctor's appointment. They're not doing it on purpose. And every other car that's blocking you into the lane that you're in are not doing it on purpose. And if you cannot get your mind to stop believing that, you're going to have a frustrating time on the road every time. Find a belief that that could be someone you love in that vehicle instead of frustration Feel love for them and support. I know, that one's a hard one, but try. So, what is perception and what is reality? What if I could make myself a better person just by changing my beliefs, just by changing my perception? Would that change my reality? I think it would. So many times in the past I've told people, you're just not steeped in reality. The truth is, I'm steeped in tea and they're steeped in coffee. The reality is different than mine. And if we are willing and, and kind enough to see that in other people, our own reality becomes better, more enlightened, if we can see the reality that others are living in. So now that we have this information, what do we do with it? I don't think we take this information and try to judge others with it. We have to learn to think that everyone is good and maybe, just maybe, having a bad day. If we can take this information and change our belief in the person beside us, even if they truly are a bad person, but we believe they're just having a bad day, you may never see that person again. So what does it matter if you're wrong? Except for that you walk away without feeling anger or 
or hate for someone else. Doesn't that make your reality better just in that moment? I'm on this journey along with you. That's why I'm doing this podcast. I hope that whenever I talk about anything on this podcast, that you can take the information that I give you and add it to your life, incorporate it somehow, or use it to subtract something else that's in there that shouldn't be and make a better life. I hope today that as you come in contact with your own beliefs and your own perceptions, that you can make your own reality better. But not only can you make your own reality better, but maybe, just maybe, make somebody else's reality better as well. I'm a coach with Centerfield Life. That's my company. I'm pretty proud of it. The reason that I'm doing these podcasts are to trace my own steps in this journey to the best life ever. I'm not there. Well, sometimes I am. But I'm not always there. And I'm not here to tell you how wrong you are and what you do or how right I am in what I do or even how wrong I am in what I do. We all are flawed, but we all are wonderful. We're all amazing human beings and we have the capacity to love and to share and to be better human beings to one another. We all want the same things. We all want our best lives. I'm here to share my journey to get my best life and hope that you will join me and that you will be able to learn something along the way that will lead you to your best life as well. Sometimes I'm going to make progress, and I'll share that with you. And sometimes an avalanche of snow is going to throw me so far back on my path, I won't know what hit me. But I promise you, I'm going to get back up, wipe myself off, and I'm going to get back on that journey to the life that I want. I hope you can make this journey with me. And more than anything, I hope as I get to my best life, you get to yours as well. Thank you so much for listening.